again. Hello there, sir. Now How are you? 37% better sound quality. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, I was listening to it while I was riding home. I was like, that's not, not terrible. I couldn't hear you hearing yourself, but that's good. That's good. No, that's probably no, like, podcast not... inception. Yeah, that's that's not gonna make the uh, the release the final cut. <laughs> no, that'll no, that'll be titled. No. Whoops. <laughs> we uh, didn't mean it. to release. We didn't mean to release this one. Um, right. Oopsies. Hey, sir. Not too bad. Not too bad. Man, it's been a good day. It has been a a good day. Indeed, I I concur. It has it has been a pretty a pretty good day, aside from like nonsense meetings and you know just random BS. You know, I um so I will I will share my wife. Uh, so Kristen had she knew about the uh, interview today, obviously because we live yes. together. Um, which as would have been- as a wife should probably know been- about her husband interviewing for a new job. Awkward if she didn't know. Um, yes, <laughs> and she had a plate of uh, raisinets downstairs. Um, so I don't think we've told you guys, but she actually calls me Bean. Um, that's her nickname yes. for me. So because you guys use Bean for for someone else <laughs> for Bean, uh, she doesn't use it very much. But she daughter had, Bean. <laughs> she had written "Go Bean" and raisinets on a plate downstairs, and I was like, "That's." I love that woman. Like she is, <laughs> she is, she is the best. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like I loved her before, but she's this is like next level. Mm-hmm. It's like hell yeah. My wife is pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. And has now seen the classic, classic dinosaur gene manipulation movie, Jurassic Park. So, update on that. Actually, um, did not enjoy. No, no. She oh, good. Is enjoying it. That's that's the good. Thing. Um, but when you say the word scene, it implies that we have seen all of it. Mm. Um, so that feels have... like a movie you should sit down and see. Well, okay. like, not, not like a, Hey, we're going to watch this in 30 minute chunks. Like it's an episode of TV. And that's the problem uh, <laughs> as it were, um, as, as indeed. <laughs> so because we've been focusing on the interview, um, in the evenings, we've been watching mm. it in 45 minute chunks to an hour chunk. Um, but we have just gotten to the part where the park has been taken down um, because we're going to steal some embryos, um, which is I'm giving away spoiler points. But I mean, also, this movie is 1994, right? Or ni- um, is it 93 or 94, 94, 93, something like that. Um, I don't know. This was this was my sleep soundtrack for most of my formative years, like I legitimately. Yes, I, it's it, it's one of two soundtracks that are on my phone. Like I have Friday Night Lights. Jurassic Park, like that's it. Those are the only two soundtracks I have on my phone. It's it's amazing. It's so, I mean, I, just watching it again and seeing all. I mean, seeing a lo- young Laura Dern. Like I forgot mm-hmm. how much I love this this show. And like tonight is tonight is the um, the conclusion, the stunning conclusion of Jurassic Park in our home. Beautiful. So I am very much excited. Um, very excited for my wife to see how this all plays out. Uh, seeing Newman again in a movie was wild. Yeah, jeez. Ooh, I hear I hear some inspiration. That is a that is a 
possible celebration beer. We'll say. Uh, um, after... Let's say it is a celebration beer. It is a celebration beer. We just need the celebration part to come. Um, so it's right. been a great day. It's been a really good day. Um, and I, I got to top that off by watching the Bad Batch. I specifically held on to the Bad Batch until today, until after the interview. Um, and I have to be honest, it did not disappoint. Like, did not disappoint at all. Like, I really enjoyed this episode. Kind of. I agree. Kind of nothing happens a little bit. But. Yeah, this, this feels way. like it should have just said epilogue. Like, if they had, if they had, like, sped a couple things up or maybe slowed it down to where we're like, okay, we're at the end, like, last episode, instead of leaving them in like a, oh, shit, everything's exploding. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had cut it off right before there, then we get epilogue boom like camino lost and they're blowing the shit out of it like scene one i i'm not gonna lie i really like the way they did it so i have i have absolutely like no no actual complaints mm-hmm. but it this is this is most assuredly like once you finish that first like few minutes of this episode it's like yeah this is this is the epilogue yes that's that's what we're doing here we're setting we're setting up setting up season two mm-hmm. um boy did we set up season two um there there's a lot there's there's well I, I i should take that back there's not a lot but there's like some there's actually some very like hefty topics that we're going to talk about and there's one thing in particular that i think i told you that <laughs> so i was excited. extremely excited about um, I, I saw that and i was like hell yes like this looks this looks familiar <laughs> I believe oh, yes. I've read about this this particular place before s- several times, um, at least. Yes. Well, and, and that the great thing is is that there's not a lot of of news to talk about this week. There's some really fun stuff to talk about, um, but I mean, truthfully, guys, I think I think this episode is going to serve kind of as an epilogue epilogue of our coverage of Bad Batch. And with that, yeah. I don't really feel like we feel the need to go through like and break down scene by scene this episode which is a little it's it's strange for like the end of the the like the finale essentially but isn't it didn't you get that feeling it's kind of like that like the narrative arc that we talked about last time where i where i awkwardly spent like seven minutes describing a graph that i could see in my head that nobody could see like the Mm -hmm. this was kind of like you get you start out at that at the top and then it's just you know, easing, easing in, taking it in for a nice, easy landing until we, you know, get a little ramp on the end for, for, for the next season. I like, I still, I still ma- maintain that knowing that there's a season two before this episode came out, like took a little bit of the suspense, took a little bit of the mystery out, but how they, how they treated it. Like, you, you know, that they're not going to, they're not going to rogue one it. Like gonna go. Oh, hey, guess what? Like these guys are selling fucking toys. Like let's kill them. Yeah, everybody <laughs> they're, dies. They're not gonna like, do that. So it's like you, you kind of know that there's a season two on its way, but like man, I I still kind of wish they had just held off with that announcement until Friday afternoon. Like it just even if it's like, hey, early adopters that are watching this like day of and not you know watching it to talk about it on a podcast <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, as as per busy adult human schedules 
uh, if if they just held off till like then or till like Saturday morning or Friday night, like anything, just to just to leave the suspense there long enough that you go, wait, I don't know what's gonna happen. Es- especially, there's some scenes throughout this episode where you're like, this could go either way. Yeah, like we could end this like right here, and knowing there's a season two, you're like, okay, I know what's gonna happen. Like the, I mean, I I guess since we're we're not really going scene by scene, uh, but there there's a a spot where Crosshair has a chance to murder the shit out of Omega and doesn't. <laughs> um, and, but, I, but rescues her. But that, that moment there for just a second, it was like, wait. And then I'm like, that. oh no, there's a season two. And I'm like, the, the, nothing's going to happen here. Like Omega will be fine. And even like the tear jerking promise, like we still, mm-hmm. we didn't even, we didn't even lose a Z. Like, <laughs> Omega. I, I thought for a second, like maybe, maybe. I'm... But no, like as he's fine. Like I DJ DJ some... Roomba keeps going. I had some really. I mean, that would have been a perfect sacrifice. It was totally the Jack and Rose moment of this episode, where it's like, I'll never let go. Oh, also, I'm gonna shove you off this board because you know there's not room enough for two people on a door. Um, I mean, I'm but... not gonna lie. I'm still I'm still okay with it. Like. I like the little character. Like he's he's cool. It's it seems to be kind of the the mo for Star Wars at this point is to have like a ragtag group of people with a sassy droid. Mm-hmm. Like that that kind of seems to be the thing. Like you've got the ragtag group. You've got R two, ragtag group. You got BB eight ragtag group. K two S O chopper. Like it, it's all all of them. So like well you got to have a Z because. That's that's just how it is. It's a Star Wars an animated show. You have to have yeah. that droid. Yes. Well, let's let's do this um, because I feel like this episode might be a little bit different kind of format. Um, there's a couple things that we that we did want to talk about. A little bit of news, and then let's just dive into the episode and talk about the, the kind of things that kind of kind of spoke to us a little bit. I guess if you if you will, um, we'll just go through it because there's I, I think there's a couple of things worth talking about in this episode. But I think more than anything, the speculation about where season two is going to go. What are we? What are we doing next? I think that's where I'm at personally. Um, but okay, so let's do this. Um, couple of bits of, of casting news um, about future uh, Star Wars projects here. Ooh, I think I've seen the headlines, but I haven't actually like. I I saw like a short list for a one each Sabine Wren. Mm, that would <laughs> but... be article A number one. Yeah. Um, nicely, so pumped. <laughs> nicely done, Snark. I mean, things we've been talking about. I mean, I think yeah. for the better part of a year, we're we're getting confirm- confirmation. Um, but the Hollywood Reporter 
uh, released a report, an article that was about Star Wars's, uh, or excuse me, Marvel's What If, which, spoiler alert, stick around, we got an article about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter says that Disney is now looking for an actress to, quote, star opposite Rosario Dawson as Mandalorian warrior Sabine Wren from animated stars, Star Wars Rebels. Um, so, I mean, this is simply just confirmation of what we have already known and already said, but I think this is further confirmation that we are not going to get a Rebels animated follow-up. Um, I, I don't see that happening. No. Um, Which I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Like the the story doesn't have to keep going. Like not not every or doesn't have to keep going in the same fashion. Like not everything needs like a another season to it. Like, I appreciate that there were so many stories left to tell and so many arcs left to tell on Clone Wars that they were able to finally suck you in and get you to watch season seven. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's wonderful by the way uh, it's so good like it is easily like if they had released that too like it it might have it might have come a little bit closer to beating out rebels for my favorite animated like, star wars stuff but it wouldn't I'm, have beat it still but it is so fucking good i still say that rebel that that the release of the clone wars in the way that they did on netflix has generated the kind of the creation of the disney the disney app or disney plus I think they realized yeah. what they could do with their own streaming service. Right. Um, this. And they can create their own universe. Like mm-hmm. 100% both on TV and movies. Like it's, it's what, it's what the dark tower was trying to do. Like the, the idea of the dark tower back when it was going to be this massive before it was a shit show of a movie. Like <laughs> it was going to be this like massive cross platform, like, we're going to do TV shows. We're going to do movies and it's all going to sync up and it's going to work. And that, and it's like Disney saw that and went, that's a good idea. We could make a shitload of money with the stuff we got right now. And like, I mean, I think, I think the Marvel cinematic universe was kind of happening before then, but it wasn't really a TV thing as well. It was just cinematic. And it's like, man, like if they could have pulled that off, like I love dark tower. It's so good. I love Dark Tower, but like they totally, totally porked that one away. And Disney is doing that idea, what they could have done, and they could have made that like epic. They are doing it the right way. And they're able to do that because they have 100% control over everything. <laughs> I, I think it's what people talk about all the time of having control of your story, having control of your universe. Yeah. I mean, I think we have something that we're going to talk about in this episode, you know, later. But we talk about this all the time with when I mean, people, you know, gripe about the death of the EU. I think this was the goal. This was, I mean, yeah. the long-term goal was we need a reboot of the universe. We need a reset because there are so many great ideas here. But we, we just need, need to them be cohesive. Able... Exactly. Like, exactly. I mean, everyone, uh, you uh, talk to anyone like our age group pretty, pretty much, and they're like, oh my God, the EU, I was seeing it on, on Facebook again. Like, hey, what, what stories? Like, oh, don't bother with any of the new stuff. Just read Stackpole and Zon, which is usually what I say too. If you're going to go EU, read Stackpole and Zon. Yes. Like that's, go Stackpole but, first and foremost. But there's, there's a shit ton of other stuff out there that nobody talks about because they don't want to remember like, oh yeah, 
there was some really really like weird stuff that made no sense and like contradicted itself and chewbacca got killed and like all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff now i like, have well, a soft if you spot want... for that i have a soft uh, I, spot I, for I still like it with Chewie dying, I, I will it was, say it was very good. Like I still, I still like it. But there's all kinds of out there stuff that made absolutely no sense, didn't work into a cohesive narrative. And if you want to just say, "Oh yeah, all that's true," like then, like, how do you how do you move forward from there? So I I understand. Like at the time, I was like, "Ah, this kind of sucks." Like all that stuff. Yes. It's now like it doesn't. It it's not. It, it doesn't matter in quotes anymore. But it it still it still does like i like the idea of it being like the stories that are told about them maybe that's what that's what ray was reading growing up is these stories of these like fantastical adventures that were happening from people she'd never met kind of like we were and now we're going into the new the new going oh Mm -hmm. so this is what's this is what actually happened and they're able to do that because they reset i think that was the that's just like you said that's the point like they are able to control the narrative and it be exactly what they want and be something that's not gonna consistently wildly contradict itself over and over and over and over i think it's it was important i mean that it happened i mean look i'm not I I, ha- I was on the front lines right there with you guys, with everyone going, hey, look, I hate the fact that, you know, I'm losing. I mean, for me, it's stack pulling's on or, or my, yeah. you know, but I mean, I had a soft spot for Dark Saber and and Shadows of the Empire is still a book that I read. You know, when I get sick or you know, I, hey, I want something comforting to read. Like, remind. It, I think what it is is that these stories. I mean, for me at least, they remind me of where I was the first time that I, I read these things or that I enjoyed yeah. these things and it's the nostalgia and it feels like when people say this stuff doesn't matter it, it almost feels like they're saying you don't matter and that's not right. what they mean and it's not what they're saying but now I mean what are we seven years eight years down the line from where we were I I look at it and I go this was so brilliant this was so so brilliant because we're getting stuff like this that is just perfect i mean just absolutely and it it fits in it doesn't contradict them i know there's gonna there's people that are like oh well this tiny little background detail actually contradicts scene four episode three of the clone war you know like okay (laughs) got it like but i guarantee you there's a reason it doesn't but that it that your your theory of why this contradicts it, I guarantee they've they've already looked at it. Like they literally have a like people that it's their job to make sure that this stuff doesn't by the contradict. way contradict. That's the job I want. Um, oh, seriously, lo- Keeper of the Holocron? Like I holy love shit, my that would job. be cool. Love my job. It is one of my favorite favorite things about my life, um, after my wife. But uh I would absolutely in a heartbeat give it up to go work for starwars.com. Call me. I'm here guys. Um, yeah. I, I'm willing we'd, be, to we'd be glad to do that. Well, I mean you would too, but I, I will also throw my name in there too. Like there, there's a team of people that would be more than happy to go do this for a living. The thing is, I forget the dude's name. I saw he's on a bunch of documentaries. Yeah. I mean, look, they're doing it. They're doing an excellent job. And I mean, I know, I think the thing is, is I look at that and then I look at like, there are there are holes there's a hole in anything you can poke a hole in anything you want um i mean look we've gone over and over and over again about how we feel about the rise of skywalker i'm not going to do that again today because 
I'm happy. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to it in an episode. We'll we'll be back in an episode someday. But you think about like I mean the other news story about Star Wars this week, right? Is this this quote? I mean, it's just a simple quote that uh, Taika Wati gave to the Wired magazine, um, and all it says, all it says is, "I have a story. I'm really excited about it because it feels very <laughs> me. I tend to go down that little sincerity all- alleyway in my films. I like to feel." fool the viewer into thinking haha this is it and then going damn it made me feel something and like uh, reading that quote i didn't even see that but i am i am now like a hundred percent more excited <laughs> i i, 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 I he's fantastic dude. he is so good at what he does yes and i just i'm i'm very excited these these the tv shows are making me excited for the movies again and i think i went through this like personally like this space of like not being excited about star wars because i mean last jedi and then rise of skywalker combined getting all the hate online like it went from being enjoyable to not being right. fun to, to like, do anymore like i have to avoid all kind all social media because then you just feel like and i know we've gone over this a couple times it's like you have to defend the thing that you love I know people are like, oh, it sucks. It sucks. It's awful. I, I'm telling you, the best like thing I did was join the non-toxic Star Wars fans group. It is <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's so good. Like it's just like awesome, wholesome content, like fun memes. People like, oh man, I got my new lightsaber in. Check this out. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like I just I just love it. And I I wish all of it was that instead of people like the cool to hate. I hear like real big fish playing in the background. <laughs> that that's that's the the hot take cool to cool to hate everything culture oh my god it, i feel like that's what that's what drove a lot of that nonsense that and russian bots that that's <laughs> that too sowing discord in america through star wars well the Bri- only other brilliant <laughs> fucking kgb um the only really other thing that i wanted to talk about news wise this week was this this fantastic article, and it ties in nicely to the conversation we're having here, I think. It's not it, about the new renamed fire spray that they're destroying the legacy of Star Wars by mm, calling something fire. It's not that one? You're not going to go over that article? No, we already did that, if you remember, and we both agreed that that was oh. bullshit. Um, yeah, there was, there was more uh, oh. that showed up. I saw more articles this week. Uh, don't care. Like, all right, whatever. Like, don't, doesn't, don't care. Doesn't matter at all. They're like, but don't they're gonna care. call. They're gonna call Dengar's ship punishing one, and they're gonna call the this one is fire spray. And I'm like, well, it's a fire spray class ship. Get fucked. Like, who mm-hmm. cares? I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm anyway, not doing it. That's we're that's not, it. That's all we got. We're not buying. We can go back to happier. <laughs> but um, we're up here. You stay down there. <laughs> you stay down there where you want to stay. No, the last the last bit of news this week is about the Marvel What If series, um, which one of us has watched and one of us was holding off specifically to not watch yet, but <laughs> has been that it is fantastic. Um, and, and this is an article that appeared this week in Inverse.com. Um, a personal fan favorite character of mine, Captain Carter, um, so I haven't watched any of the the what if yet. I understand there's a couple of episodes that have come out at this point. I've, I've only seen the one. I, there was okay. only one when I watched it. Okay, so there may have only been one released. Um, I was waiting until we finished Bad Batch to to jump into this because, but I have heard and and I've read online that the episode of Captain Carter has been universally 
uh, beloved and that people are loving the what if series. Um, but what I, what I wanted to talk about really quickly ties into what we're talking about um, with uh, the multiverse of madness um, and Dr. Strange um, in that only that Captain Carter was confirmed to be the kind of the main plot point of the what if series. Um, so if you remember snark uh we were kind of sold that this was going to be a series of one-offs um that were kind of no universal plot line no you know the the effects don't really cross over from episode to episode well apparently that's not true um because i'm looking at an article here um that's kind of explaining that captain carter will not only recur in episodes in season one but that Captain Carter will recur in episodes in season two, which implies that Captain Carter, um, made famous by Haley Atwell um, and the fantastic representation um, in Captain America and other other Marvel movies, um, Haley Atwell's not done with the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. And sweet, I'm freaking <laughs> good pumped about it. I, I'm not I'm, gonna lie. Like, like if I'm, if technically there's infinite universes, then yeah, it would. It would make sense that there's, I mean, multiple, multiple instances of Captain Carter as well as Agent Carter, as well as Peggy Carter as well. Like that these are all things that exist. So, I mean, you could, you could easily just still say it's, oh no, this is, this is the only instance of this Captain mm-hmm. Carter, but this one is one from a slightly adjacent timeline. And I mean, you'll, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think that's the case and you'll see when you watch it, um, mm-hmm. but it's. It's good, and I am I am definitely here for uh, seeing seeing a Captain Carter and a Captain America team up. Oh my god, can you imagine? I mean, if they could talk, if they could talk Chris Evans into coming back for one more movie, and I know we've we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but like I I I freaking adore the way Chris Evans portrays you know Captain America. I would love to have him back. I mean it. Well, it's, like, it's what I see when I when I think of Captain America. I mean, at this point, for sure. But yeah. it he played him kind of like you see him in most in most of the modern comics, like Ed Brubaker, who still deserves way more recognition than he has gotten. I know he's like the forefront of another mm-hmm. sad story um, of like, hey, pay comic book writers for all these fucking ideas that you stole us stole from us. Yeah. And it's like, oh, hey, here's your here's your uh, you know ten dollars. For your idea, congratulations! Like the I'm same nonsense Stanley did to Jack Kirby, right? <sighs> it's same same kind of stuff, but it's like, man, hopefully all of this, like, and hopefully there's enough outcry for that specifically, not take us down a rabbit hole that comic book writers will get some of the some that of the nice. recognition and uh, monetary recognition that they deserve as well. Because then, I, I mean, art is not a high paying thing. Like, as far as I know, comic book writers, comic book artists aren't like billionaires. Like you're making okay money. Like you're you're sitting solidly like middle class. Yeah. So it's like if like Brubaker wrote this amazing arc about Winter Soldier, it's almost wholesale lifted for the movies. The movies make forty five billion dollars, and they're like, here's your commission check for uh, that work that you did. It's uh, grand. here's your $5,000, $10,000, whatever it was. <laughs> I forget what it was. It was like, it, it was like a, a rounding error on the budget of that movie. And it's like, God, that's so, that feels so shitty. And I know we just talked about that with Black Widow and uh, 
uh, Scarlett Johansson and like, oh, well, they're all, all rich anyway. It's like, well, no, not all, not all of them. And still, it's about what's doing what's what's, what's right. actually right, like by the mm-hmm. by the person, not like trying to skirt around to make the mouse an extra, you know, zero. That's going to be absolutely meaningless, like to to literally anything else, other than oh look, we have another zero shareholders. Mm-hmm. Like, so any anyway, that's my that's my rant. I don't I don't know if we'll get if we'll get another soliloquy throughout this uh, episode, but we'll see. Like that's well, that, that's the one for today because that was I saw, I've seen a bunch of articles on that. I'm like as as someone who does like commission work on the side for you know artistic things like painting and writing like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I totally understand like the oh well let's do it for the exposure. Like oh my no God. fuck you <laughs> like like I cannot pay for anything with exposure. Like <laughs> holy shit give like pay me what my shit's worth. Like I I already like at least in my like. I paint miniatures on commission, like, and I'll, I'll do other stuff on commission too. But, like, I'm like, I'm already charging way less than everybody else, and everybody else I've seen, and way less than what it's worth in the time, just because I fucking like it. But, mm-hmm. but I had to sell sell some uh, some stuff that I wasn't gonna have a chance to chance to ever paint because I'm working on commission stuff. I'm like, well, shit. Now I'm not getting to do my own stuff because I have to pay for this or I have to paint paint these things. I'm getting almost nothing from this because it's just for the fun of painting it. But it's like, man, like pay people what they're worth. Like if Ed Brubaker has the idea that dr- literally gave you a multi billion dollar movie. Maybe maybe we look at thought. the percentages and go, hey, you did a lot. You you actually helped us out a lot. Uh, here you go. Here's how hard <laughs> is it to go? Here's a million dollars, or here's a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's here's, here's what money. you're worth. Yeah, that that's anyway, mm, <laughs> not right. Not I, I don't want to end it on like a sad note. Well, the good news is the good news is is that we actually have. Kind of, you know, I'm kind of in the, the the episode is kind of a middle middle ground episode. I don't really feel like we end on a bad note or on a good note. No. Just more of a, like a, we, an inquisitive so, note. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> we we end with some threads, like cast out into the universe. And I'm like, I, I'm telling you, like I, I we were texting earlier. Like I like I said, like I still feel 100 percent like there are two threads running through this universe, and it's like the, the cloning. And it's it's like the cheap, easy way to do stuff, and then you have the uh, the world between worlds idea that those are the two threads that are. I feel like they're going to come clashing together at some point. Like, that they that those are the two threads that seem to consistently run through. I suppose you could you could also add in like hyperspace anomaly if you want to go to Golden Age of the Republic. That, I'm... that there's going to be some some big bad that's out there that's worse than the emperor like but the I'm, Ujian Vong. I'm so excited to see the the empire i mean i don't know what this says about me but i'm so excited that the bad guys are smart bad guys like these these guys are organized like yeah. they have shit if they're dumb control. it feels cheap and they don't feel stupid anymore like that's i i don't know about you but like seeing seeing where we headed and i mean these guys are cold-hearted and ruthless and brutal but this feels more adult than rebels does Um, oh yeah and i don't know if it's just a matter of the rebels audience has grown up a little bit and so they're making 
a little bit more serious of a, a series, but I think I think this is coming straight off of Clone Wars. I mean the the season seven is a little bit more uh, dark. Yeah, it's a little bit darker, a little bit more, I guess, adultish, like grew up with the fans kind of than the first six seasons or the first five seasons. And then you have the lost episodes and you know, that kind of stuff. Like it, it's a little bit, a little bit farther. And now, I mean, we saw it in the very first episode of the season where they, they start out with the, and the, like the, the standard, you know, war propaganda. And then it's exactly. like, nah, that shit's, that shit's not real. Like that's it's not over. that's not real. It's over. This is new, and it's like, well, we're we're kind of growing growing with them. Before it was like, hell yeah, Republic, go ahead, kill them all, like take mm-hmm. down those separatist droids. And then you're like, well, actually, the separatists uh, weren't weren't actually all that. Are they the good awful. guys? Like, are they? Yeah, is is the Republic the good guys? Are like, we? What? And it's like it's growing up too. So I I wouldn't say it's necessarily a Rebels crowd growing up. I think it's the Clone Wars crowd growing up and you know then and going okay this is the this is uh growing up with you a little bit like this this isn't necessarily a story for fucking kids Mm-mm. like this is this is growing up there's some there's some themes like you st- i i mean you still in, enjoy it like i'm sure kids they're still loving like the action figures and i'm like i'm pr- I'm, I'm like an adult kid 3d printing out i finished the hunter knife today nice i've got it i've got it all painted up and i just have to seal it and i'm just like sitting here as we talk playing with it like spinning it in my hand <laughs> it looks fucking awesome um to, i like it's still selling toys to to kids and adults alike but yeah this this feels like it grew up a little bit that it's a, a natural extension of hey here's here's where we're at with clone wars this is what you were watching when like when you were kids and now we've progressed and now we're growing up with you a little bit and giving you some of those themes that are way tied to reality right now. Mm-hmm. Like holy shit. <laughs> like almost beating you in the face with them. But I, no, I Yeah, I, I, I think this is off of Clone Wars rather than Rebels. Okay. I feel like Rebels is gonna be more like the Ahsoka show, like the all, all of that stuff. Like that's that's where Rebels is pushing towards. And Clone Wars has pushed us to this point, and we'll see what springboards we have and how they all tie in soon. So funny enough that you say that. Um, so w- we are talking about the finale, the, the 16th episode of season. Oh yeah, one. we didn't do that. How <laughs> far in are we? Holy we are. Shit. We're good. We're 30 minutes in. We're good because I Air actually <laughs> that works for the way that I wanted to do this. Um, season one, episode 16 of the of the Bad Batch. I almost called it the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, same direct, same. Directed by Sal Rees and written by Jennifer Corbet. Um, and it's interesting Ooh, that you say that. French, a French, well, could be like Corbett. twist to it. Could be Corbett, but could be John go... Corbett's sister. We don't know. I like Corbet. It's French. We're we're gonna. So now I want not ice cream. <laughs> I would like sorbet. Anyway, this, this <laughs> is what it's like talking to him all the time. Just so you guys understand, I I am pretty sure I have some sort of undiagnosed ADD. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. Like, I have TikTok, ADD. TikTok has convinced me like, that it's there. Um, that I'm at the very least neurodivergent. <laughs> well, it's funny that that you talk about the Clone Wars, because if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about the Kiner brothers who scored um, who scored this season of the, of the Bad Batch. Um, and they tweeted a, a kind of a cryptic, you know, what made them cry 
um, while scoring the finale of The Bad Batch. Well, they finally came out and released, you know, they kind of said, hey, here's what we were referencing when we were talking about that. Um, and, and it's kind of exactly what you just said, which is, is wild to me, um, because they're talking about... So this, this episode, you know, kind of opens up immediately where we left off last episode. Um, you see kind of... The, Things are exploding. I really... I don't know if I guess I just didn't oh, think about wait. it. We have one more thing to do before we before we jump into the episode. Go ahead. The official description. Oh my god! The last official description. Like I don't know if the fans care because none of them talk to us, uh, but but it makes me happy. <laughs> Go for uh, it. <clears throat> I don't know if you can hear the knuckles cracking, but here we go. The Bad Batch find themselves in unexpected territory in this thrilling finale the unexpected territory being the bottom of the fucking ocean on camino i'm gonna say they they did that i added the second yeah i mean i don't (sighs) know why it's unexpected territory like the last episode you were sinking to the bottom of the fucking ocean so i don't know how it's unexpected but Uh, anyway that's our last final description of this season like kind of sad i I almost let it go no i'm glad you didn't all right (laughs) jumping back in no, I'm kind of sad that that's our last, our last final description. I mean, I'm like, not. Way... God, fuck these descriptions. Like, they're so bad. Like, they're so bad. Like, give me something better. I'm so excited. Season two. If you are listening, season two writers, please give us something better than like the Bad Batch has a situation. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Like, <laughs> you killing me? It. I don't know. I don't know if this is just the fact that that, that it's over. Um, but I did find myself, I got a little emotional during this episode, not like very emotional cause I was at work, but, um, like 14% emotional. Yeah. 14% is accurate. Um, like I, I guess I just sort of equated the fact that the bats were already safe. So right. We, so we, we already knew like the, the whole, like the whole thing of them announcing a season two is that we already know that. It's going to be fine. Like, maybe we lose one, maybe we don't, but it's going to be fine. I was expecting someone to die. And I think with knowing that, you know, there is going to be a season two, it, it, I think you're right. It took all the, it took all the fun out of it for me. And I, took I guess the, it definitely took the emotional weight, took the tension out. But, and I guess I just sort of, I mean, it was, it was wild to see you know, to be on the receiving end of our batch being on the receiving end of a turbo laser blast. Like there was some <laughs> really good animation. Like, I mean, yeah. seeing that was really well done. I liked that a lot. Um, not something that I expected like at all. And I, I liked that part. Um, but, you know, kind of the, the, the kind of brothers we're talking about, what they were talking about is, is just that, um, you know, what, what was so emotional for them, but, you know, they go on to tweet, uh, you know, they're talking about watching Topoka City collapse into the ocean um, and how it kind of represented the end of the clone era, the end of right. the clone wars. Um, yeah, this and- is it. Like that was that was one of the big pieces of like the I mean, the clone wars, the clone facility. Mm-hmm. Like that's the clone wars. And it's when I, I, I got kind of goosebumps when they're talking to him and, you know, in the the star destroyer let's mm-hmm. let's just call it that because that's what it is at this point yeah um and and they're going 
it's like Camino. Camino is yeah. stinking. Like all, Camino, all of Camino has been destroyed. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh shit! Like I think the clone that was shit. giving the report, he felt the same way. He, his voice kind of changed a little yeah. bit when he was giving that report, and seeing seeing Rampart just not give any fucks no, at all. He didn't care. He's like, right. what? He, like, you're like, whatever, man. Like, this is what I was told to do, so I'm gonna do it. Like that. That dude's like cold blooded. I am. I am excited to see more more story with him. I I am. I like him. I like him as a bad guy. Like I, he okay. feels very Tarkin. It's just like, which, which we don't. We don't have Tarkin any. Like I mean, the uh, you know, Peter Cushing is is gone, so we we only have Tarkin and you know CGI and memory. But like that that same it's that same mentality and that same attitude that that I think Rampart carries into this where they have they have Grand Moff Tarkin here but without saying like hey we have a Grand Moff Tarkin character like this is another one who's very very similar in in temperament and I I like it like I love I loved reading Tarkin and mm-hmm. I love when they bring him back when like well when we pick up Rebels again like we're gonna start seeing Tarkin again and mm-hmm. Like I'm super excited to to have Tarkin back, but Rampart is a solid, solid. He's an asshole. Like person, right? It, it we talk a, we talk a lot about the the idea of like hubris, and it's that same thing. Like this is where it comes from. Like this is the start. Like wh- what the fuck do you have to be afraid of? You just leveled an entire an entire Planet. like nation. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is gone. Like you've you've stole you've taken and stolen anyone who is worth a damn, put them into a different spot, and now you have wrecked like their entire world. Like it's gone. Everything they had built is gone. Like that. And now you own the them. End, the scene at the end with the one platform with the Marauder on it. Yeah, I kn- I know it felt very the hidden platform, very coincidental, but like. It was so. It spoke to like such devastation. Yeah, I mean that's that's literally it. It's it's that platform and the sea monsters. You see, you see where the hubris comes from. Like, what what can stop us? Like, I mean, uh, okay, we're now watch this. We're gonna build this giant planet destroying thing, mm-hmm. which I guess if you were you know if you wanted to talk about being good good and evil, like maybe the best branding wasn't calling it the Death Star, but yeah. You know, you know, you know. I, I'm not gonna wouldn't. lie. If we were to take that into like today's times, you know, like I mean, but both you and me would be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like that's awesome. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, look at that. Holy shit! You're like not thinking about the morality of what it can do. You're just like, "Holy shit!" Look at the awesome power because, like, hey, like we have we have the A10 Warthog. We have yep. like Patriot missiles. We have all kinds of shit that can just wreck shop. And you're like, "Fuck yeah!" America. <laughs> and it's it's kind of like I feel like yeah. it's kind of the same thing here when you talk about the morality and people are like, oh well, I don't understand how they like the Empire was so evil. It's like you do realize like the Empire is not the Nazis. The Empire is fucking America. America. Like we keep going over this, and you know that there are people in this universe going, Fuck yeah, America, when they see like the Death Star blast something, they're like, Holy shit, look at them. They're taking out those terrorists. They deserve those, it. those traitors and terrorists. They're mm. taking them down. America. I mean Empire. So it <laughs> it feels it feels right. And it feels like, oh man, I can see this like happening. Like that 
just awesome devastation like appeals to like the tiny little like six-year-old in me mm-hmm. and it's like fuck yes mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i've gotten to see like missiles blow shit up and i'm like fuck yes like mm-hmm. but not like just watching like the little like little boy and you watching stuff explode it's not thinking <laughs> about the morality of oh my god there is a human being inside of that that had hopes and thoughts and dreams and a family like it's separate <laughs> so i can totally understand that uh, you know the hubris that comes from well they can't touch us look what we have Mm-hmm. it's oh man it's just like all of that maybe we will get another soliloquy <laughs> i was gonna that, say like, wrapped into one like it's so we good. got one and, I, I mean I we're, we're 30 were. seconds in we got one i, I don't <laughs> know if we were planning that but <laughs> no <laughs> it just happened is- anyway i like ram I, I like rampart for the storytelling like and the the kind of realism and the tie to tarkin you know i, I Sitting here thinking about this and, and listening to you talk about that, I think, A, fucking, I'm so glad you're on this podcast because <laughs> that's, that's, that's stuff that you, you kind of put words to what I'm feeling. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about this episode and I'm thinking about what this represents. And, you know, we're roughly the same age. I think you're a year older than me. Um, roughly. But Thinking I'm pretty about, sure it's like six months. I don't know. It's, it's not very long. It's no. not not very long. But to me, I've never really thought about it this way. But, you know, the, the prequel trilogy was my, quote unquote, my Star Wars, um, our Star Wars. You know, that's the Star Wars that I was I was right. in eighth grade when this stuff came out. You know, the battle droids and the clones. Yeah, and, 1999 was, I think, Phantom Menace, right? Like, 99? Yes, that was. Yeah, that was my freshman year of high school. It came out my... I was I there midnight. <laughs> so I graduated middle school and my, my best friends at the time, my four best friends at the time, and I, uh, Keith Simonuk's mother took Josh Hall, John Huntington, and myself to see that movie. Um, and that was what we did the day after we graduated from eighth, uh, eighth grade. And I, uh, through the three biggest Star Wars nerds that I knew, uh, and my friend John, <laughs> who couldn't care at all. <laughs> right, uh, he was just there. <laughs> He I was there, um, but I mean, you know, I'm thinking about it, and, and this scene, you know, I, I was, I guess, I was 14, 15 when we when Attack of the Clones came out, um, first time. You know, I remember, I remember dial-up internet um, watching the trailer for Attack of the Clones, and I had to wait until it finished buffering. It took <laughs> like 45 minutes to watch this two-minute, you know, kids. Clip. We used to have to buffer things. That means wait. It, but I, you know, the first time you saw <laughs> Dexter Jetster talk about Camino and the and the cloners, and I, I don't know if it, it's I don't know if it's just the words that, that the kind of brothers are putting in on this tweet, but you know this this was my Star Wars the the prequels, and seeing it destroyed like this, you don't really get much time to kind of focus on it, but. It is in the way, in a way, it's closing a book on, you yeah. know, it's, it seems to be saying there will be no more Clone Wars related stuff. You know, you thought you were done when the Clone Wars series ended, but this is, know, this is it. <laughs> we've literally destroyed it. We killed the last the stuff we're going to see is the Obi-Wan series. And in a way, I am ready to move on from that, you know, that, that space. I'm 35. I'm ready for something new. You know, right. it's been 20 years, but in a way, I, I remember, you know, being that 13-year-old or that however the hell old I was in the eighth grade, but that kid watching The Phantom Menace the first time you see battle droids and 
clone troopers and it's something that like you can't relive you can't recreate the nostalgia but seeing it die this way i get why the kiner brothers you know got so emotional about it i mean it is it is an emotional thing i mean you're yeah, kill- it's, a lot. It, it's the kill the kill your past if you have to quote i mean it, it yeah. seems funny how that quote seems so apropos and it seems to keep popping up um but it's not the almost only, intentionally it's not the only you know episode one reference we got this week i mean like i i don't know about you the actual action in this episode is confined to it's this very straightforward story this yeah. is an escape story um and, and there are some emotional moments in here with with cross with crosshair um i think that's I, the that's the biggest like theme from mm-hmm. this from this is the the stuff with crosshair i i felt like they humanized his character more this week i actually like crosshair far more than i was he was a like they they character. humanized him he still sucks but it's yeah. like uh, like he's he's doing this because he believes in it you know, he's like, a true believer you're, you're on the wrong side man like you're you're on the wrong side and he's convinced that he's on the right side which is again very very mm. uh I guess apropos of where we are now as a society, mm-hmm. like it's it's one hundred percent where we are as a society that it's that we're everyone's convinced they're on the right side, and sometimes people's intransigence hurts them. Yes, and I thought it was very. I I don't know about you, but I kept waiting for Crosshair to to you know kind of come back into the to fold. relent. I don't yeah. think he's going to. I don't think until the very end of this series or until the character's death, I think he is. I think that's the, the his one, deathbed is going to be. You were right. Yeah, I think one of the major tenets of this story going forward, this show going forward, is going to be. You know, we got with with rebels. We had the 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 imperial who eventually realizes that hey, I'm on the wrong side. I'm like this, this is the this is the Anakin and Obi Wan on Mustafar like. Like speech mm-hmm. essentially that we're seeing happen in like slow time over and over throughout the episode like you are my brother mm-hmm. like you were you were our brother and you've chosen wrong and he's doing the same thing like they're all obi-wan in this scenario going Crosshead you are my brother the same way yeah he goes yeah. you are my brother you could have like you i want you on my side like don't you understand this is the right way and they're it's... both so convinced like and they're both giving that speech so mm-hmm. wholeheartedly and still like saving each other consistently throughout the entire episode. I mean, I suppose that's heartbreaking. It is. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, did you feel like it says anything about tech or Wrecker that Crosshair doesn't try to, he's not trying to convince anyone. He's trying to convince one person. Yeah. And he never, he never tailors his argument to anyone but Hunter. Like it's not even a question. I mean, well, that's that's the leader of the that's the leader of the pack. Like if he if he were to say kill him, they would do it. If he were to like, no matter what, they're going to look to Hunter as the like moral bastion. So if he can convince Hunter that this is the right thing to do, everyone else is going to fall in line. They're part of the squad. Like that's that's it. Like they're not the leaders. I that, have... That's why he's got to he's got to convince Hunter. If he doesn't convince Hunter, then there's then there's nothing like there's nothing else that will that will happen. I, I did love I did love the interaction between uh, Crosshair and Hunter when they're talking about is the kid calling the shots and yeah. Hunter tells Crosshair the kid saved your life 
Um, right. Anything? What's wrong? My battery cells are depleting. I apologize for the inconvenience. Long range comms are down, and our oxygen levels will be critical in a few hours. This is what happens when you let a kid call the shots. The kid saved your life. Unlike the Empire, who left you for dead. That's your problem, Hunter. You take things too personally. They destroyed an entire city. They did what needed to be done. Camino, Rex, the Republic. That time is over. The Empire will control the entire galaxy, and I am going to be a part of it. Hunter, you made the wrong choice. That was a great line. And I felt like we kept getting those opportunities for Crosshair to be like, all right, I'm, I'm on the wrong side. Um, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the wrong. I'm the asshole here. But he... He doubles down repeatedly. I mean, you know, hey, the, the clones, the the Republic, the time is over. You know, it's the the Empire is in control of the galaxy. That was a wonderful response. I very much appreciate that, sir. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to respond that. Uh, just just a little peek behind the curtain. Um, the snark did something very hysterical in a, a group chat um, with <laughs> some people. Some, some peoples that we don't appreciate very much um and it was it was wildly appreciated um but i i did want to ask um did you get episode one vibes when you saw this giant underwater sea creature because all i could think about was jar jar binks and qui-gon <laughs> in that stupid little underwater boat i mean but, kind of uh, it, i suppose that's where we've seen them but yeah it it's just bringing them back and going like, hey, this is hey, Wade. Did you keep him safe? Like, are we, are we going to be safe here? They're like, eh, not really. <laughs> I, I felt like it was super coincidental that the you know that the the Bad Batch's room was the room that actually is like one of the only inhabitable rooms. It lands on the super secret you know tunnel underneath that only Nalase had. But you know, by the same token, like. I read something in a book recently from an author who was like, look, yes, I engage in fantasy, you know, writing and sort of fantasy, you know, world building because that's what's entertaining. And that's what you, you want to read and watch and write. And I, I took that to heart because I'm like, you know, it does make it more enjoyable based on the fact that like, okay, now we've got this, you know, we've got to climb out of this tunnel. We've got to escape to get to we've got one way to get to yeah this super secret platform that no one knows about and like <laughs> it turns out maybe there's other ways it's just you gotta, gotta be a little creative it, it was it, it was very it was very coincidental but it was also it was also awesome in the way that they yeah. did um it didn't feel too easy like no, it, it was like okay, didn't. this is convenient. Like, got it. But I mean, last episode they'd set it up saying this is the only way in. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. I was like, well, okay, well, stands to reason it's the only way out. Hope it isn't fucked up. Uh, turns out it's fucked up, and now we got to fix it. But that, I mean, that's that's pretty much the end of the action for this episode. Like that, once they get in there, like once they get done with the you know shocking the the beast, like yeah, we get 
mm-hmm. Azim, maybe, maybe he's gonna make it, maybe he's not. He's on auxiliary power. As soon as he said auxiliary power, I was like, oh man, he's gonna he's gonna die. He's gonna die. And then that I mean that gave just to that little story thread gave just a little bit of another opportunity for Crosshair to show he's he's human. I like, even though he's on the wrong side. And yeah. I mean we know we know he's on the wrong side because we have the benefit of watching this, you know, watching this knowing the end. Mm-hmm. But he like we know we know he's on the wrong side. He's still he's a true believer. Uh, and he's like this is this is the way. Like might is right. This is the way. That that but none he's of still this human. Anything? Yeah. It was like, oh man. brother crosshair you're my brother too like that Whew. it was <sighs> and did you know he at the very at the very end when they're they're arguing again and he says soldiers follow orders yep Mm-hmm. Did like that was that was very intentional it was not good soldiers follow orders anymore it was that's what we do we are soldiers and soldiers follow orders not even good soldiers just that's what you do as a soldier you follow orders the logic is cracking slightly um and i think that was yeah. intentional and it's yes i think so 100 percent because the batch like as you know coming coming from that that background like if you have an unlawful order you have a duty to not obey it so mm-hmm. let's say you're told to murder a bunch of civilians on camino you have a duty to not obey that order and that's good soldiers follow orders good soldiers follow lawful orders like you're you're doing what you're 
what what you're supposed to and what is lawful and what is moral. If it is not, you do not follow that order. The end. And he is he has changed the script a little bit. That that's now that's just, just the subtle soldiers. shift. That's the Overton window moving just yep. a little bit farther. And you're going no soldiers soldiers follow orders. Well, not not exactly. Like you've got to twist it a little bit. But in his brain, like that's what it is. It's soldiers follow orders. And he I was just, told to do this, therefore he shall do this, and do I it. have to. It's it's like all that stuff is just get you get you in the feels a little bit. It does, but I I think what was even more impactful, and then they kind of talked about this twice this episode, but when Omega says, you know, they're your brothers, you're my brother, and, and right. leave Crosshair on the dock, like I'm not just trying. Lie. I'm not going to lie like that. The whole concept of Omega being the, you know, siblings with these guys. They're like, I thought you were different. I thought you were the way I thought you were. I didn't know this was how you were. She it's disappointment. It's, it's, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. (laughs) There it is. It's the mom. Um, I just, this, I felt like personally, they could have cut maybe, a huge chunk of this and just slap this onto the back of episode 15. And I would have been just as happy, if not happier. Um, yeah, knowing, it wouldn't, it wouldn't give you as much emotion. I, I think, I, I think it goes back to knowing that the, the, you know, the show is, and look, I mean, it's, it's Tuesday. So I obviously didn't watch this the day that it was released, but knowing that this, that this show is coming back, that the, they could have left them in a cliffhanger. And I think for a large part of this, this season, I have suffered from the same thing I suffer from in season one of rebels. And that is just a fatigue of the world building and a fatigue <laughs> of the, the things that we know establish. And I think the parts that I get excited about the most, are, are, it's like the coda of this episode because this wet Oof. my appetite so much for season two. Um, that I think I texted you. I think I oh, said yeah. I'm in love with this show. Um, and I, if it's going where I think it's going, um, we're talking about the, the end scene where the the transport shuttle um, and the clone commandos escort Nalase off of the shuttle onto what appears to be a very forested, mountainous world, um, which that we have th- seen before. The snark. Well, we used to have seen before. We, we now it not, is only a legend. I don't know if we have seen it, but we have certainly heard of this mountain. Yes. Um, and I love, I love the the you know the imperial who comes out and says, "Oh well, the empire has big things planned for you." I. I... You're my brother too. Mistress Nala Say, welcome. 
We are all admirers of your scientific talents. The Empire has big things planned for you. I, I knew, all right, I'm not going to lie. I had seen the spoiler before I'd seen the episode. Knowing what this mountain's name was, um, before you get this interaction, I feel like maybe I, if I had been smarter, I may you not. Stayed have, off social uh, media? Uh, I would have stayed off of social media, truthfully, but it had been four days. Um, we're talking about, in the artwork of this, the art, the official artwork for this show, this mountain is called Mount Tantus, and it's listed as being on a planet called Wayland. Um, and if you are listening to this show, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you know that Wayland and Mount Tantus are from the Timothy Zahn books. Um, and it makes its first appearance in Hair to the Empire, which is a truly epic Star Wars novel. It's introduced the best bad character after the Empire, after the Emperor, I think, and that's Joris Saboth. Um, the crazy clone of a Jedi Master. Um, <laughs> there's, so, there's so many little things that this could open up, but I really think that it goes back to the thread of the clone, like the cloning thing. Like we've got uh, whatever his name is from the Mandalorian, the scientist that has like the yes. kind of Camino patch or the Camino mm-hmm. symbol on him. Like th- that, this is one of the threads. Is like that's that's kind of how the Empire is choosing to to go about things. How the Emperor is choosing to go about things is through this cloning, like the cheap and easy way. Like let's get this, let's get everything through the cheap and easy way, and that you have the others going through, like Ezra going through the world between worlds which is not by any means easy and is dangerous and like personally dangerous, but still can impact change and, you know, keep, keep people alive that maybe shouldn't have been (coughs) Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's how it, I mean, that's how it always happened was he always went back to the world. Well, I know we've gone over that and I don't need to go down that until we get there again in rebels, but that there, that the empire is kind of, and the, the emperor is kind of trying to mimic that, you know, kind of world changing stuff, but doing it through just cloning. the cheap and easy cloning. Like, well, if I'm going to die, no, I won't. I'll just upload myself in another body operation center. Like, I it, think it's we that headed, we are headed to a point here. Um, and I, I think we have been building for as long as this podcast has been on the air, but I think, I mean, certainly for longer than that, I think, I think, we might be headed to our first, our first Avengers style point, if you will. Yeah. Um, and Please I think bring us more Jade. <laughs> I, if, Good God! If, if we get nothing more from this series, I mean, look, there are so many possibilities. We know Thrawn is coming. We know Sabine is coming. We know that we're getting Ahsoka. Yeah, we're getting we're getting Rebels live action. I don't think we're going to get Luke. Um, with two U's, um, the dark version of Luke. <laughs> Although I will say 
uh, if that's who decided getting weird, if you use Luke with two U's, the the clone of Luke Skywalker, to be the one who who had rescued Grogu, that's a fantastic Ooh. fucking story. I would can love you that. imagine if they took took him and like cast Sebastian Stan as oh my god as like as him and went that was actually him. Oh, like, my, can you oh imagine? That's the Oof. end of that's the end of Mandalorian season three. Like, <laughs> I am fucking explode in my money forever. <laughs> Disney Plus forever. Um, no, I, I I don't think we're going that route. We no. could, we could, but I don't think we don't we know. I, don't I hope think, not. But I don't think Dark Jedi uh, Master George Sabath. I don't think he's coming back. He's a crazy person. I think we might get a. We uh, let me rephrase that. He's a mentally challenged person. Um, <laughs> I don't think he is coming back. I don't think he serves a purpose. You have plenty of other characters who can who can fill that role. Let's get some Exar Kun up in here. I just simply like, Exar Kun and Mara Jade are like the two like oh still God. expanded universe characters that I want back so bad. I know some people are really like stoked to bring back Revan, but I'm like, <sighs> my God, I want Exar Kun and I, I want Mara Jade. <laughs> I I just think it opens the door. We we are opening the door to things that yeah. that frankly frankly. I'll be I'll be as honest as I've ever been on this podcast. If this is what we get from Disney Plus, we don't need the movies. We we <laughs> do not need the movies. We have the shows. And, and I mean, that's if you're going to tell, I, I like almost this, hope that, it's like Avengers style that they bring all these shows together in a big epic movie, and then like, all right, Phase Two, show, mm-hmm. show, 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 show. All right, Avengers Mo- two. epic movie. Like that'd be cool. I, I I'd be okay with it. Honestly, That's... the way they're treating the universe, I'm really okay with anything. Like, whatever point, they come up with, I'm okay with it. I'm on the board. respect is back for the universe. And I think that's the thing that... I mean, look, I have I have moaned a little bit about this show because to some degree I have suffered from the... This is an animated show. There's We go down bottle episodes at points. But I think what we're about to go down and what we're going to do is, is going to be epic. Um and I think that's a great place to to wrap up this episode. To stop for this uh, for this yep. season for Bad Batch. I I think it's a great stopping point. I think it is a great place to end. I'm very happy about what we've you know what we've seen, but I also think that I am very very happy to be coming back to Star Wars Rebels because I think we're about oh. to get some really badass stuff in season. I think we're on the back half of season. We're getting two. we're getting close. We're on the back half. So I think for now, that's where we're going to leave this episode. Um, Snark, any, any final thoughts, any final things that we want to discuss? I think, I think we are good. All right. I think I've gone on all my soliloquies. Well, guys, next week, or guys and gals, um, next week we will be back with Star Wars Rebels. I don't know off the top of my head what episode we left off of, um, but we will tweet it out and we will be on the socials um, talking about it because we're excited. This will be in your podcast feed on Monday. So the next episode after this one will be Star Wars Rebels. I want to thank you guys for listening and subscribing. Uh, We truly do appreciate everybody's listenership. We appreciate everything you guys are, you know, you're still out there listening to us. And it means the world to both the snark and to myself um, because, fuck, this is fun to do every week. Um, I'm not even going to lie. This is a it's been a great day. And it's been a wonderful chance to kind of wrap up the podcast with the wrap today with that. Uh, So with that, I'm going to turn it over to the snark and let him take us out as we always do. 
May the force be with you. We'll talk to you guys next week.